Yes, yes, it is. Now I can't hear myself. And I'm on. Okay, now I can kind of hear myself. Yeah, we started the show. Oh, sorry. Shh. Hello and welcome to Couple of Vidgets, your daily episode-by-episode podcast where we talk about the show Supernatural. I am one of your hosts, Dan, and with me as always... Is his wife, Penny. Oh my god, I was out of breath for some reason. <laughs> I don't know why. I... I didn't take a big, deep enough breath when I started that or something. About halfway through, I was starting to see spots. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> so how's your day going? Oh, pretty good. How about you? Now, we're both wearing headsets, and I can hear you fine through mine, but I can't really hear myself. But if you can hear me fine, then I'm sure we're okay. Yeah, see, I okay. can't. It's hard to hear myself, too, but I hear you really good. Okay, so. then we should be all right, then. So, yeah, I think as long as we can hear each other. <laughs> I think that's... I don't know if that's how the headphones are supposed to work, but... That's how they're working now. Um, yeah, so I think we're going to stick with this dual headphone situation. we got to get some wired mics, though, and get rid of this static. Yes, we do. This, yes. See, and I told you a couple... Well, a couple back, probably about 30 episodes ago, that every once in a while, while listening to the podcast at night, I hear, like, little uh, EMP or EVP or whatever it's called. The static, when when the static tunes in something and you can hear something, I can hear it in the static. Uh-huh. And what does it say? Turn off the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Funny. <laughs> no, I, I don't know what it says. You gotta... Well, some night we're just going to have to listen to all the static <laughs> in between <laughs> us talking and figure out what it says. Yeah, that'll be perfect. Mm-hmm. All right. And then I got my nose filter here, too, so... Yay. So hopefully you can't hear me exhaling. We just have to deal with the static situation. Okay, speaking of static, this was one of the odder episodes. <laughs> um, but before we get into it, haven't we seen an episode where Sam and Dean ended up in a film or a movie or their own TV show? Haven't we already seen something like that yet? They ended up at a movie set. They ended up at a movie set because they were investigating a murder at a, instead of a horror film. Oh, they weren't brought into it? Like, they were the real people no. on set? Okay. No. We've never seen that yet. Them no. sucked into a TV set or a movie. No. Not at all. I, I could have sworn we have seen that before. but nope. So, yeah, the one where they were investigating that monster on the set, though, that was... Yeah, they just happened to be there investigating... <coughs> okay. Well, in this episode, you're going to see them sucked into a TV, so hopefully <laughs> we can try and describe this as least confusing as possible. Uh, during the recap, we see that, you know, the whole Lilith and the seals and that the apocalypse is happening now, and then we get some uh, background on the trickster a little bit, and at that point, I was interrupted by work, so I didn't catch anything else in the recap. Was there anything else important in it? No, that was pretty much it. Just the fact that it was brought up that Sam and Dean were um, Lucifer and Michael's vessels. Other than that, you pretty much covered everything. Um, yeah, so we see then like a sitcom intro is like, Supernatural's been filmed in front of a live studio audience, and it's a real bright, sunshiny uh, outside of a hotel. You know, of course, they're always at a hotel, but like the color was normal. It wasn't <laughs> the regular supernatural gray. 
Yeah, it, w- it actually had color instead of all those muted tones that we usually see yeah. in Supernatural. Uh, inside, then, it's like a real cheesy th- three-camera set sort of deal. And we see Dean with a huge sandwich, as you know, Dean likes his sandwiches. Uh, but it's comically tall, and he tells some dumb joke like, I'm going to need a bigger mouth. And then Sam comes in, looks at the sandwich. She's like, you're going to need a bigger mouth. And there's all of this horrible canned laughter in the background. <laughs> it is just god-awful. Well, yes, it was, and it was meant to be that way because that's how all those old sitcoms usually were. Sam yeah. asks, yep, Sam asks Dean if he's done his research. Dean says yes, and then some hot chick comes out of his bedroom. Giggle, giggles. It's just a bunch of sitcom wackiness. Yeah, yeah it's Three's Company, though, wasn't that bad or oh, well, one of those. I bet you if we looked back on it now, it would seem that bad to us now. Yeah, I, I want to check out some of those 80s sitcoms like that and see if they're really that lame. Because it was over the top, forcing it to be lame. Yeah, it was. But I think that was the point. Is like they were kind of making fun of those old sitcoms, yeah. but then doing it over the top. Well, then there's a whole new intro song, and uh, they don't do the regular like stinger graphic. It's like a whole intro song that reminded me very much of like Perfect Strangers intro song. Right. Or something like that. It's just the two of them corning around. There's a cheesy song that went with it. Like, <laughs> these brothers are hunting ghosts. <laughs> they are hanging out. <laughs> something like that. It was just. It was. It was nutty. Uh, so after that, though, we go and then we see Dean is watching a hospital show, except now we're back to the regular supernatural poor contrast, dark and grim. Yeah, now we're into back into the So it's a little confused. I'm like, world. hey, wait, are we still watching the cheese balls <laughs> show? Because all of a sudden it looks real, realer now. <laughs> it, looks, it looks absolutely real. Yes, this is back in the real world of Sam and Dean Winchester. Uh, so they dress up and head out to do an investigation, whatever town they're in. Uh, the boys are pretending to be FBI. They're at the police department. They're asking about a bear attack. It sounds like this guy's head was just ripped clean off its body. Um, the boys ask what the wife said in her police report. The cop was really shy about it. And he didn't say anything. Just like, you better go talk to her. Well, he said that that. she's experienced some trauma, so she's not really making a lot of sense. Okay. Yeah, Yeah, that's what it was. Well, they go and talk to the wife, and the wife eventually admits that it was the Incredible Hulk that (laughs) she saw rip her husband's head off. Uh, Dean asks if it was the two Hulks from the movie, so... um, We say Bannon or Norton? Yeah. And she said, no, it was the it, TV. No, Yeah, no, the, the movie's Hulk sucked. It was the TV Hulk. And they're like, Lou Ferrigno? She's like, yep. And then Dean asks, Dean asks a perfectly good question. Does your husband have a grudge with Lou Ferrigno? Or does, or does or, Lou Ferrigno or does have Lou a... Does Lou Ferrigno have a grudge with your husband? And the wife, though, just act, looks at him like he's stupid, but I'm like, it's a really good question. Like, if it's Lou Ferrigno, why would Lou <laughs> Ferrigno be there? But the wife just looks at him like he's the dumbest person on the planet for even considering that question. Yeah, because she's like, no. Kind of like, that was the dumbest. Yeah, you said but, like it was the dumbest question she had ever heard. But I thought it was a perfectly logical question. In this context, it was. So Sam goes and checks the house out and reports back that the front door is ripped off and there's a Hulk-sized hole in the wall. You know, through the door. 
Uh, it seems that the last guy was also a hothead, and so they put it together like, hey, he was killed by TV's biggest hothead. At the scene, Sam found some candy wrappers. So all in all, they quickly have figured out this is the trickster. Yeah, sounds like he's still up to his old tricks, as they say, you know. Because the trickster likes sweets for some reason, which is weird. Well, because a trickster, I think Bobby, went when we originally saw the trickster, um, I don't know if he's supposed to have a high metabolism or what it is, but... Right. Yeah, he likes sweets. He likes um, bringing people down to size. They're just desserts, as they say. So they figured, yep, this hothead was killed by the most famous TV hothead, so he got his just desserts. And Dan is reading his email from work. Yeah, this guy's asking a silly question. <laughs> I can't help you, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Did he ask you if Lou Fregno has a grudge <laughs> against you? <laughs> Is Lou, Ferrigno, <laughs> yeah. is Lou Ferrigno even still alive? Yeah, pretty <laughs> much. Um, Dean, so they, they, Dean's happy to hear that it's the trickster. He's ready to kill him off since he killed Dean off like a thousand times, he says. And uh, Sam's like, whoa, 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 I, I, why kill him off? I think we can use him. You know, he probably doesn't want the world to end either. And he's like, look. Let's just go talk to him, and if we can't convince him, fine, we'll kill him then. <laughs> so then Dean agrees. Yeah, and Sam had an excellent point, because he's like, if Armageddon comes, then all his fun and games will be over with, so surely the trickster does not want Armageddon to come, or the apocalypse to come. Seems like good logic to me. Me too. Right after they uh, get done talking about that, though, over the scanner, they uh, hear something's happening down at the old mill. And the boys show up at the old mill, and there's no one there. I mean, it sounded like every cop in the county was going to show up. But, no, there was no one there. They instantly realized this is a trap. So they go into the, the trunk of the car, grab a bunch of weapons, and head inside. When they go inside this old mill, though, they are instantly turned into doctors on the set of, some, of the doctor show that Dean was watching previously. Right. They walk down the hall confused. A girl comes up to Sam and slaps him twice and just like says some nonsensical like, I love you and you're so confused. And she just slaps him like seemingly no reason. She seems fairly nonsensical. Right. Well, she had her reason, but Samia coming into this new has no idea what her reference point is at this point. Dean realizes that they're on the TV show he was watching, Dr. Sexy MD. <laughs> So they're walking around the hospital, and Dean at this point is, like, really fanboying out. He is all geeked and pointing out all the different stars from the TV show and, like, their backgrounds. Uh, and Dr. Sexy comes up, and, like, Dean is just smitten. He's like, oh, there's Dr. Sexy. <laughs> uh, so it comes up, and Dr. Sexy asks him some question, like, what's your, why didn't you do this, that, or? No, what's your excuse for going ahead and scheduling the face transplant <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> the unapproved face transplant for mrs whatever <laughs> and uh he looks down at the shoes and he realizes oh dr sexy is dr sexy because he wears cowboy boots not white tennis shoes which is what this dude was wearing so Dean just grabs him by the uh, collar, rams him up against the door, and says, you're not really you. Who are you? You're the trickster. And uh, Sam calls him out as well, and the trickster is like, hello. 
Here I am. Yep, you got it. You guys are getting smarter. You're figuring out who I am quicker. <laughs> yeah, oh, and there's no here about Sam calling him out. It was after the trickster, like, reveals himself to Dean, then Sam's like, so this is all a trick. And then <laughs> so the trickster, like, points at his own face. He's like, hello, trickster. <laughs> uh he and he he just like had a big smile on his face he was like really happy he's like i heard sam and dean are back in town and i wanted to hang out with you fellas <laughs> just had to chum around <laughs> yeah i was like oh this guy's cool now sam's like okay well the reason why we're here is we want to talk to you and he's like oh yeah how you two broke the world and now you want my help i know you guys would be interested in talking to me it's like, but first you got to survive my game and then I'll hear you guys out. Don't worry. So he finishes up and he vanishes and the boys just walk off down the hallway again. The same girl comes up to, to uh, Sam and uh, slaps him again and keeps talking nonsense. It's like random soap opera stuff. Right. It, it's mean, completely nonsensical. And it's a, it was a spoof on that show, uh, Grey's Anatomy. So I, I've never watched that show, but I'm sure if anyone has seen that show. Oh, is that what it was? Yeah. A spoof of? Mm -hmm. I just figured General Hospital or any one of those. No, because remember, uh, like I said, I've never seen that show, but they have the character, they call him Dr. McDreamy. Yeah. That's not his real name, but they call him. Oh, yeah. Dr. McDreamy, Dr. Sexy. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's what. That makes sense. <coughs> um, a guy comes out of the uh, hospital room and uh, asks Dean for some help. Dean just blows him off, like, really rudely. Like, you're not even real, asshole. <laughs> just walks away. Well, this was the guy. He was asking Dean about the face transplant for his wife. So this is a, the husband of the woman that Dean agreed to do the face <laughs> transplant. Oh, okay. Yeah, and Dean's like, none of this is real. You're not real. Your wife doesn't eat squat, buddy. <laughs> Walks out. Well, then the guy, like, she must have been ugly because the guy then pulls out a gun and shoots Dean in the back. And Dean's like, oh, my God, nope, this is real. This is real. <laughs> this hurts. Ow. <laughs> Next thing we see is Dean is in surgery, and it is not like real surgery. It is TV surgery. Mm -hmm. They're all just standing around. Sam's the doctor. He doesn't even have a mask on. And uh, it just seems like there's blood coming out of Dean's back out of a little hole. And like Sam's just automatically supposed to do it. And so Dean like yells at Sam, like, do something. And Sam's like, fine. And then... <laughs> we have a dog freaking out. Wow. She's playing with her bone. Okay, there she, she goes. threw the bone around and then body slammed it and then grabbed it and ran off. <laughs> um, so then Sam, like, repairs the bullet wound. How oh, he knows? He calls up for, like, dental floss and a fifth of whiskey and I forget what he used as a needle, a sewing needle. <laughs> yeah, something that, you know, typically they would use to sew each other up when they get knife wounds or gunshot wounds out in the field yeah it was like the the how you would do it yourself kit so he calls for all that stuff and then nobody like all the nurses are just staring at him and then not moving and then he yells stat and then everyone springs into action and then i guess just sam repaired him and it healed up perfectly fine because dean's like up and walking around immediately like a tv show well no because remember dean was still on the table and then we start hearing chanting 
And that's when, boom, they're on their next TV show. Oh, you're right. We, he didn't get up off the table. He no. was just laying in the table. Yeah, so then they get transported into a Japanese game show. <laughs> called Nutcracker. Well, we don't know it's called Nutcracker yet. <laughs> well, no, not yet. The host asks uh, Dean a question in Japanese. Sam. Sam. And Sam doesn't know it. He's just like, uh, what? I don't know Japanese. Uh, the host says that the answer was Ruby, so I'm kind of interested to know what the question was. Well, they had the English oh. uh, translation that says, the question was something about, what demon did you pick over your own brother? Or something like oh, that. Oh, wow. So, I missed that. So, yeah. So, the answer. Typing. Yeah. So, definitely the answer was Ruby. Wow. That's rude. <laughs> Way to pour salt in some wounds. Uh, he didn't know it, so he lost. And then uh, a big, uh, like a ball on the end of a stick swings up from the floor and hits Sam in the nuts. <laughs> and yeah, he's like, Nutcracker. Yeah, that's when the host goes, ah, Nutcracker. Uh, the host wanders over and does a commercial for some chips. Yeah, with one of the sexy assistants on the stage. Cast shows up, like, comes through the doors and is like, hey, where have you guys been? You've been missing for a couple of days. Uh, the, he then vanishes, and the host says, oh, no, we don't like angels. He says the trickster doesn't like pretty boy angels. Okay. So then the game show starts again. Um, Sam tells Dean, just play along. So... He gets, so Dean gets asked a question that he doesn't understand, and then just Dean pretends to speak Japanese, and he speaks it fluently and answers correctly, so he wins. And that's when the boys figure out, oh, all you have to do is play along in these this role, and you'll survive. Right, and the question that Dean was asked was, do you believe that your mother and father would still be alive if Sam was never born? Wow! <laughs> and that's why when Dean answered yes in Japanese, he got it right. That is cutting. <laughs> yeah. The trickster doesn't play any tricks on these boys. No, that's some... Jeez. I wish I'd have saw that. I'd have paused and rubbed my face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you were busy typing your notes. Uh, so it goes to commercial. But then... It, so it comes back from, um, you know, real commercials. Well, not on Netflix. It just jumps. But if you were to watch this, you can tell by the music that it goes to commercials comes back from real commercials, but then it there's a fake commercial then uh, with s starring Sam primarily uh, for a genital herpes medication. <laughs> and he's just hugely embarrassed and awkward through the whole thing. When he basically says, you know, he takes herpex for his flaming, itchy genital herpes outbreaks <laughs> or something like that. Yeah, and even Dean's like, well, Sam, you said we have to play our role, so play your role and we'll get out of here. Uh, so then it goes, so after that commercial, then it skips to the show from the very beginning. So the very beginning of this whole thing when it was at Sunny Hotel place, that was like, in the middle of the show, then. That was just a foreshadow of what's going to happen. Right, right. Because now it catches up with that. Um, the girl that was in uh, Dean's room gets shown out. Cass comes in again to the set. And he's like, hey, guys, this is very powerful. This is po more powerful than the trickster. He then gets force-tossed into a wall. Tape goes over his mouth. And then the trickster guy, he comes in the door. 
makes Cass vanish. Trickster, uh, he reminds Sam and Dean that he, he wants them to play out their roles and he would like them to play out their roles like this in real life. Sam is Lucifer, Dean is Michael. They need to play their roles outside, not just TV land. And since they started it, the Trickster wants them to get it going and get it over with. He's sick of waiting. Dean asks Trickster who he wants to win. Trickster claims neither of them. Dean calls him a bitch, and the Trickster gets really mad. <laughs> well, the Trickster said he works for no one, so he doesn't seem to really care. He just wants it over, and he says, Sam and Dean, you have to accept your roles, or you're going to remain in TV land forever. Yeah, and Dean says, well, the Trickster, you, you must be someone's bitch. Yeah. Uh, Dan, a- D- Dan. <laughs> Sam asks... What if they? Uh, what if they just don't play along? And then the trickster's like, "Well, I'll just keep you here in TV land forever." Then. Mm-hmm. Now the boys are on the in a crime uh, drama show or a procedural cop show, mm-hmm. I guess is the official term. Um, so they're it's at night, some crime scene. They're both wearing you know nice suits and sunglasses at night. <laughs> <laughs> they call out that too, like only assholes wear sunglasses at night. I also always want to say, and blind people. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Sam spots a guy with a lollipop and figures, oh, that's the trickster. So they go walking over to him. He's investigating a body. They kind of hunch down to investigate the body with them. And they both sit there and make a bunch of uh, wisecracks, like the opening of one of those shows, mm-hmm. where the lead investigator always makes some sort of terrible joke about the way the person was murdered. Uh that doesn't work because you would think like after they both did that, that then they would just skip into a new show, but they didn't. So Dean stabs the guy that was licking the lollipop with a stick, but then like another cop standing behind Sam or standing near Sam was like, oh, you went with the wrong guy. And he turns into the trickster, but then Sam, he also has a stick and he stabs him. Right, and this was, I can't remember how, but this was the, the stick that was dipped in some sort of blood that, was, that is what you use to kill a trickster. Yeah, they've been walking around <laughs> with this stick ever since the beginning of the episode. You see them getting in it, taking it in and out of the trunk. Right. So the boys end up, after they stab, uh, Sam stabs the trickster in the back, the boys end up back at the warehouse where it all began. Except this time, though, Sam is missing. No, 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 Sam is there. Sam was in the warehouse? Yep. Oh, okay. Well, Dean goes outside to get in the car, and uh, Sam goes missing. This is when they're back at the hotel. Remember, Dean was brushing his teeth, and he's talking to Sam, saying he's worried about Cass. Then he looks around and notices that Sam isn't there. Oh, I didn't realize that they went back to the hotel mm-hmm. for brushing his teeth. Okay. Well, Dean goes out to the car to call uh, Sam on a cell phone, and it Turns out that the car has been turned into Kit from Knight Rider. <laughs> I mean, it's still Baby, but it's got like the lights and the computer thing in the middle. And now Sam is the voice mm-hmm. of the car. Pretty hilarious. <laughs> uh, while driving down the road, Sam and Dean compare notes and figure that this might not be the trickster at all. Um, because of how it knows Cass so much. Or knows so much about Cass, right? Some about being afraid of Cass had dealt with why this isn't the trickster. Well, uh, Dean made the comment about no one gets to jump on Cass like that, so he must be very powerful. And the fact that Cass himself said, this is too powerful to be a trickster. 
Yeah. This is a creature much more powerful. So they're trying to figure out exactly who or what he is. Well, they park the car in a park. Dean gets out, walks around the front, and just calls out into the air for whoever is screwing with them to come out. They're ready to play along. Oh, well, no. First, Dean gets something out of the trunk because you hear Sam inside going, oh, Dean, that's really uncomfortable. And then Dean gets whatever he got out of the trunk, slams the trunk lid shut, and Sam's like, ow. Yep. <laughs> so. Yep, you're right. Then. He did get something out of the trunk. Uh, the trickster shows up. At that point, then, uh, Dean gets out of the car. Or, I mean, I got all these names screwed up in my notes today. Yeah, Dean gets out of the car. Well, no, Dean, Dean was, was already out of the car, but when, after the trickster shows up, Sam gets out of the car. Right, because uh, Dean wanted the trickster to restore Sam. He's like, I'm not going to make any deals with you until Sam has opposable thumbs. And so that's when he snaps his fingers, and yeah, Sam gets out of the backseat of Baby. Um, I have in my notes that Sam then lights a ring of holy fire around the feet of the trickster. Right. And it's like, okay, well, you're the trickster, then step out of that ring of holy fire. And he, does, they, he doesn't. They end up back at the warehouse yet again. And the trickster claps and says, good job, boys. You figured me out. How did you do it? It's like, well, you screwed up when you were, uh, you took the whole Armageddon thing way too personally. And so the guy, the guy that looks like the trickster, trickster tells him that he's actually Gabriel. The Archangel Gabriel. So Michael and Lucifer's brother. I believe the Archangel Gabriel was the one that announced to Mary that she was going to be pregnant with Jesus. Okay. Oh, yeah. Sounds right. Yeah. All those Christmas pageants that I went to as a kid, I should have paid attention to the names. You should have. He, Gabriel, he's got a whole sob story. He's like, he can't stand to keep watching his family fighting. He's like, you guys think this is Armageddon. This is just a Sunday dinner fight. Um he doesn't care who wins. He just doesn't want any. He just doesn't want them fighting anymore. And he's like, "You two, you know, you two can relate, can't you?" And Sam and Dean don't get it. And then Gabriel points him out. And was like, "Hey, come on, older brother. Father's plan gone awry. You guys are gonna be the vessels. Like, what's happening in heaven is like needs to be played out on earth between you two. Right? Because what he's saying is, Dean, the older brother, ever loyal to John." Naturally, would be Michael's vessel. And Sam, the younger brother, um, always rebelling against John, would, of course, then be the one to play to be Lucifer's vessel. Yep. It's always been in the plans that those two would fight to the death and one of them would have to kill the other. It's going to end up bloody, but that's just how it has to be. Mm-hmm. Commercial. <laughs> uh, back from the commercial, Dean tells him to bring Cass back. Uh to get him to come back, Dean has to threaten him with deep frying him in this burning holy oil. Yeah. Which is pretty funny because he does kind of take him seriously and brings him back. Uh, Cass is back. Gabriel, though, mocks him a bit. The three of them uh, start walking out and Gabriel screams like, you're not just going to leave me here, are you? At this point, Dean blows his top, spins around on his left heel, 
and just lays into him. Like, this ain't about us killing each other. This ain't about you and your... Or this ain't about so-and-so killing so-and-so. This is about you not being able to stand up to your own damn family. And you've got all everyone else involved. Exactly. Uh, Dean then pulls the fire alarm. So starts putting his the holy fire out. And it's like, don't say I never did anything for you. <laughs> walks out. Sam and Dean talk uh, a little bit outside. Basically, do you think what he said was real? I don't know. The end. Yeah, I'm surprised. They, you see Cass walk out of the warehouse, too, but they never ask him anything. It's kind of like he's forgotten once Sam and Oh, Dean... once they're outside, I think Cass is gone. I think Cass fluttered away as soon as he hit the door. Oh, no, because I saw him standing outside. Was he standing in the background? Yeah, he was standing in the oh. background. So, But maybe by the time it cut to just Sam and Dean talking across the car, he may have fluttered away. But I'm just surprised that, yeah, they didn't turn to him. Like, was he, was he telling the truth? Was he lying? What's, what's this all about? But they didn't. No, it, the whole story structure of this one is really strange. Anyways, um, obviously the whole thing has to do with the complete story arc. It does. Right? Um, but the fact that, you know, we get trickster background, and then it ends up not to be a trickster. You know, I always like a good red herring, but when it's like the entire episode and the guy is following the exact same path of teaching someone a lesson, you know, just hammering them over the head until they finally get their lesson. Like, really? Gabriel just picked up on that tactic from the trickster? Like, what, Gabriel follows the trickster's tactics? Uh, you'll find out in later episodes um, that Gabriel, who Gabriel is, has been impersonating all these years. Um, but yes, but then this also answers the question of, no matter how many times I stab this guy in the chest with the wooden stake that's supposed to kill a trickster, why he never dies. Because that's not going to kill an archangel. Yeah. And also, it shows that chaos is not the first angel they dealt with. Uh, Gabriel, the trickster, is actually the first angel they dealt with in the series. Even though at the time they didn't know he was an angel. So there's yet to be a real trickster. It's just Gabriel pretending to be the trickster. Right. What a dick. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he's an archangel. He can do any, whatever he wants. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> okay. Um, but, I mean, pretty fun episode. <coughs> you know, the fake TV angle uh, is timely, being that we just started watching WandaVision this weekend. <laughs> I, I mean, I instantly thought of that while watching this, didn't you? Uh, no, not really. I'm still oh. confused by WandaVision, but I guess more will be explained on that the further we go along. Yeah. I guess if there's any more episodes where Sam and Dean end up in TVs or in movies, we'll have to do a compare and contrast with how they got them in and out, unlike WandaVision. <laughs> I don't know if there's angels and demons and tricksters involved there. No, we don't know that yet. We've only seen the first two episodes. I don't know when the third episode is going to come out either. I assume next weekend. Probably. Got to yeah. show something now that Mandalorian's done with. Yeah, that's true. But, yeah, this is pretty fun, you know. It's always, the gags are okay. I, I, you is such a fan, though, of those two characters, of Sam and Dean. Like, the fake opening where they're riding a tandem bicycle together. <laughs> like, stuff like that must just make you, that makes you happy, doesn't it, to it, see that? It does, because it's so against character. And the fact that in another opening scene where they're, like, 
investigating something with their flashlights so they bump into the back of each other and they turn around because they're scared they scare each other you know yeah it's like that, a scooby-doo opening yeah exactly so that does make me laugh because it is so anti-sam and dean yeah it is fun to see things uh i guess they call that against character right and wow it is really snowing out now how much snow are we supposed to get uh, i don't know i don't okay. think very much what's tomorrow's episode Tomorrow's episode is The Real Ghostbusters. Oh, interesting. So uh, I'm hoping that those other guys are involved again. The, who is the other ghost-busting group in this? Ghost Facers? Yeah. Are the Ghost Facers involved? Do you want me to answer that? Yeah, I want to know if the Ghost Facers are in tomorrow's episode. No, they're not. Damn it. <laughs> All right. Is it The Real Ghostbusters with the monkey in it? No, I don't know what that is. Oh, back in the early 80s, there was like, before the Ghostbusters movie that we know of, there was another Ghostbusters movie that had a monkey in it. And there was actually a cartoon series with that that cast with their monkey hunting friend of theirs. Ah, I see. And then the Bill Murray, you know, the Ghostbusters movie that we all know and love really came out. And then there was another cartoon series of that one. So... Early 80s, being a fan of Ghostbusters, your parents might get you the wrong toys. <laughs> you end up with that monkey crew version. Oh, Jesus. It was sadness, because that movie was terrible. Probably why I've never heard Yeah, we're going to have to we'll have to investigate that just a little bit, being that this is called The Real Ghostbusters, and there is that whole thing with two different versions of that movie. Why? Why are you farting around with your microphone well because all of a sudden it just spun loose my nose filter okay so tomorrow the real ghostbusters fantastic was there any more about this episode you want to discuss there's no uh death there's no deaths in it is there just the one the guy that was killed by the incredible hulk but that was in a tv show that wasn't real no it was real that was not part of a TV show. That really happened. That was, that was the trickster giving him Trying his, to get their attention? Trying to get their attention, exactly. Oh, couldn't he have... Okay, that... Oh, you're right, because they got the tracking crap on them that they can't get founded. Right. Got you, yeah. Mm-hmm. I was like, why didn't they, he just show up and toss him in an episode of Family Feud if he wanted their attention? Couldn't find him, that's right. Yeah, gotcha. All right, well, yeah, definitely having the Incredible Hulk rip someone's head off is going to probably get the attention of someone. (laughs) Did you just hear that mysterious? Yeah, that's uh, one of our microphones. It was yours. Yeah. Oh, my battery must be going dead. Oh, it really sounds like that. So we should wrap this up. Yeah, wrap this up. Here, you, you do all your spiel. Turn your microphone off. All right. Uh, we have a website, coupleofvidgets.com. You can go and comment and uh, tell us who's right and wrong. That's a pretty big conversation uh, on here is who gets the details more right or wronger. So if you could help us out, um, you know, by, by letting me know that I'm right, that'd be fantastic. Or Penny, she's right. That'll be nice for her. Uh, but all of our episodes are there, including information on how to subscribe on your uh, streaming device to listen to every episode. 
Also, we have a Facebook group called Armchair Hunters. Come on over and say hi and join us there. Penny, uh, sometimes we release some episodes early, so we listen day by day. Other than that, really good.